This is a Bible teaching podcast from www.lumen.org.uk. That's L U M I N.org.uk. The presenter is Jeff Lumley. Hello, this is the fourth and I think the final uh, talk about how Jesus is introduced to us in John chapter 1. And we started off with Jesus is the Word. Then we looked at Jesus is the light of the world. And then last time it was Jesus is the Creator. But verse 1 is where we go back to on this occasion because in verse 1 it says the Word is God. And we know that the Word is later introduced to us as Jesus. So right at the very beginning of John's Gospel, John writes, this is God, this man Jesus, whom we are going to investigate and look at his life as we go through the Gospel. Jesus is God. There are many people, of course, who say, ah, the Bible never says Jesus is God. Well, John chapter 1 does, and it's not alone. We're going to look at some verses in the Old Testament, and we're going to look at some more explicit places in the New Testament. And one of the themes of this talk is the requirement we have to read the Bible in context And when I say read the Bible in context, I don't mean you read a verse and then you read the sentence before it and the sentence after it and you think, oh, now I know what it is in context. No, every single bit of the Bible is set like a stone is set in a piece of jewellery. So that stone, let's imagine it's a, a ruby necklace and the ruby is set into a piece of gold. And the context, I mean, the ruby is wonderful, but in the context of that piece of gold, it becomes more wonderful. But that's not what I mean by the context here, because that piece of gold is threaded next to other pieces of gold. And you look at the necklace and the ruby in the context of the necklace gives you the full context. So when we read a Bible verse, it's not just the little bit before it and after it, but that verse is in the context of the book that it's in. In our case, we're looking at the Gospel of John. But that's not the full context because the Gospel of John has to be read in the context of the book that it is in. And that is the New Testament. But that's not the context because the New Testament has to be read in the context of the book that it is in. And that is the Bible. And so we need to read it knowing the Bible. And the thing about the first readers of John's Gospel, the the Hebrew lads, the Jewish people who read it, they jolly well knew their Bible, their Old Testament. They had been schooled in it. If you imagine all the days you spent at school learning English, maths, science, History, French, was spent studying the Bible. And everything you learnt was based on what the Bible says. And you almost knew the Bible word for word by heart, the whole thing. For them, that's roughly how it was. They knew their Bible. So I'm going to read you a verse from Mark's Gospel right now, uh, which doesn't 
implicitly say Jesus is God, but it does explicitly say it. Mark 4.39, Jesus got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. And the wind died down, and it was completely calm. And I think most of us read that thinking, wow, that's a miracle. That shows he's got power over nature. But actually, the original disciples in the boat were completely amazed. Who then is this person? Because they knew their psalm. Psalm 65 verse 7. It is God who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the turmoil of the nations. Psalm 89 verse 9. You, God, rule over the surging sea. When its waves mount up, you still them. Psalm 107, verse 29. God stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. And Jesus got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And the wind died down, and it was completely calm. To any of those disciples in the boat and to any of the readers of Mark's Gospel who knew their Old Testament, there was no question. This is a statement that Jesus is God. And there is there are other places in the Old Testament which also do this. And we, we can look at some of them. One of my favourites is Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1, and I'm just uh, turning to it, but it's the last book of the Old Testament and it's just before the coming of Jesus. And in chapter 3 verse 1, God is saying, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. And suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. And it's clear he's talking about the one who comes to prepare the way, and that's John the Baptist. And who did he prepare the way for? He prepared the way for, ah, Jesus. But verse 1 of Malachi 3 says, God's saying he's preparing the way before me. Now, there are many much more explicit verses in the New Testament which say that Jesus is God. Let's, and we'll keep coming back into John's Gospel, actually. But let's turn to Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 and 19. The Son is the image of the invisible God, and in him all the fullness of God dwells. All the fullness of God dwells in the Son, who is the image of the invisible God. And then in the next chapter, verses 9 and 10, Colossians 2, the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily in Jesus. He is the head over every power. That's a description of God, the head over every power. And the whole fullness of God dwells in Jesus. That is a powerful statement. Back into John, chapter 10, verses 30 and 33. Jesus says, The Father and I are one. The Father and I are one. And for that, they wanted to kill him. They picked up stones 
to stone him. And he said, for what of the miracles are you stoning me? We're not stoning you for any of the miracles, but for the blasphemy that you have just claimed to be God. You see, for them, there was no doubt when he said, the Father and I are one, he was claiming he is God. Philippians chapter 2, that famous hymn in chapter 2 of Philippians, verses 5 and 6. Though he was God, he did not cling to equality with God, but emptied himself, taking the form of a statement. Paul is writing, though Jesus was God, he came down. Absolutely no doubt. We, we read these things so often and we miss them and we forget this is actually saying Jesus is God. All those times people say it never says it. We keep finding them. Back into John, of course. Jesus again upset his listeners by saying, Before Abraham was, I am. Now, it grates to us because we just think, That's the wrong tense, Jesus. But what he's using is Yahweh, the forbidden words and although he was speaking in Aramaic and not Hebrew he is still saying the words of the name of God before Abraham was I am and that's the name of God Matthew 28 it ends with that famous thing go into all the world make disciples of all nations but before he says that, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go into all the world, make disciples of all nations. And do you know what? They didn't argue with him. Yep, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to you. Now, if you have lived with someone for three years, followed them around, watched them, and they made a statement like all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, you are going to say, nah, mate. I saw you the other day, you lost it over that when, when that went wrong. That circumstance was over the top of you. you. You were second in that place. No, they didn't say that. They had seen Jesus in control of every single circumstance and situation he'd been in and they recognised he was telling the truth. And in fact, earlier in the chapter, in verses 8 and 9, and think about this. This is Jewish people, Hebrew people, who know there is only one God and will not worship an apost and a, a Jew who is not apostate would not worship anyone else. And these were devout Jews. Verses 8 and 9 of chapter 28 of Matthew's Gospel. They worshipped Jesus. They worshipped him. They recognise he is God. They give their worship to him. For the last time, let's go back into John's Gospel, verse 28. Thomas hadn't been there the first Sunday evening when Jesus appeared. But a week later, after a week of saying, oh, I'm only going to believe it if I see it myself. He just goes, oh, my Lord and my God. Thomas declares this truth, doubting Thomas. I think it's important that it was doubting Thomas. It's the one who didn't rush in headlong. You can't say this is blind faith. He'd said, no, no, no. oh, my Lord and my God. 
my Lord and my God. Peter starts his second letter with the words, Our God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Peter, who was perhaps the closest disciple, well, Peter, James and John, and maybe it was John or maybe it was Peter, but he says, Our God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. He had walked with him for three years. He had seen him crucified. He'd seen him resurrected. He'd met him. He'd been restored by him. He'd been with him for those 40 days. He'd seen him rise. And he says, Our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. These were the people who were close to him. Revelation 22 verse 7, I will be his God, says Jesus. And in fact, Revelation is sandwiched between two great statements of I am the Alpha and the Omega, the living and the dead. I am God. It starts in Revelation 1 where it's clear who's speaking. It's Jesus. I am and the Alpha and the Omega, some translations these days, the first and the last, the A and the Z. I am the beginning and the end, says Jesus. But then in Revelation chapter 22, it's the person on the throne of heaven who is speaking and says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The same words exactly spoken by Jesus in John's vision of him in chapter 1 and by the person on the throne of heaven in the end of Revelation. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the one everyone was worshipping. There are many places in the Bible which say that Jesus is God. Paul says it, Peter says it, John says it. The Psalms and the actions of Jesus say it. And we could look at some of those other miracles as well. And John's gospel starts with this bold claim. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And shows us that the Word is Jesus. And so as you read John's Gospel, you know you're looking at God. He is the image of the invisible God. You are looking at God. And maybe reread John's Gospel, no longer saying the word Jesus, but wherever it says Jesus or he, just say God and get to know Jesus as God. For that is who he is. May he be worshipped forever. He lived for you. He died for you.
Thank you for listening. The music is by raceforall.wordpress.com.